Welcome to the C4 Podcast. My name is Clint, and I love Christ, coffee, and conversation, and I hope you enjoy today's episode. Hello and welcome to episode number two of the C4 Podcast. Again, I am your host, Clint, and I love Christ. I love coffee. I actually have a cup of coffee next to me, and I also love conversation. And again, thank you for tuning in to episode number two of the C4 Podcast. So in today's episode, we are going to look at the question, what on earth are we doing? In other words, in in 2021, what are we as Christians doing? In a world that is full of divisive turmoil, you know, are we as Christians doing what we should be doing, or are we maybe feeding in to the turmoil? Are we striving to bring glory to God alone, or are we trying to bring glory to a political party, a political person, some other person, or even ourselves? Are we sharing the gospel with people, or are we promoting worldly agendas? Are we living by faith, or are we living recklessly or overly fearful? And I think of those options, and they're really both poor options. And that list of questions, folks, could go on and on and on, but you kind of get the point of where I'm headed today. And to be honest, those are the questions that we're going to look to answer in our podcast episode today. Folks, I I don't know if I have to tell you this, but I personally believe that we are living in a very crucial time period, especially when it comes to the church. And I believe we're living in a time where the church can really have an impact or we're living in a time where the church can, can really fail. And I hate to use that word fail, but that's the only word I can think of. The point is, I don't want the church to miss the mark in our day and time. You know, I greatly admire the early church. They they did not miss the mark. Sure, I want to make it clear. They had their struggles. They were human as well. We can read all the New Testament letters and see those struggles. But for the most part, the early church, they did not miss the mark. All right, And they were facing tremendous amounts of persecution. They were facing tremendous amounts of pain, tremendous amounts of suffering, and just general turmoil in their world, in the political world, everywhere. And obviously, yes, as a pastor, my goal is to be like them. I greatly admire men like Paul and Peter and people like that. But the only way that we can be like that is by understanding what we are here for and what we are supposed to be doing. And as the church, we are here for one purpose and one purpose only, and that is to bring glory to God alone. And I believe that was something the early church understood. Yes, they had their struggles. But they ultimately understood their purpose was to bring glory to God alone. So that's what we're going to get into today. So in answering, going back to those questions and answering the first question, are we as Christians doing what we should be doing? I want us to look at Ephesians 2 verses 8 through 10. And I warn you, there's a lot of scripture in the podcast today, just a lot of scriptural references and things like that. So if you want to follow along, that would be great. But Ephesians 2, 8 through 10, it says, For you are saved by grace through faith, and this is not from yourselves, it is God's gift, not from works, so that no one can boast. For we are his creation, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared ahead of time, so that we should walk in them. The emphasis here, folks, is on verse 10. Again, verse 10 says, for we are his creation, that's the first part, created in Christ Jesus for good works. So we're his creation, created for good works, which God prepared ahead of time, so that we should walk 
in them. All right, so you see three things in verse 10. We are his creation, created for good works, so that we would walk in those good works. It is very clear that our purpose as believers, as his creation, right, again, we are created for good works, not turmoil, and we are created to walk in those good works. You see, when we combine all of Ephesians chapter 2, when you look at the whole chapter, we see that walking in the good works that we are created for, that leads to unity amongst believers, does it not? And you can read Ephesians, the whole chapter, to kind of see that, that context. And unity amongst believers, folks, is desperately needed in a time where there seems to be sides for everything, especially in the church. You know, right now, the church in this pandemic is struggling just as much as the next person is with sides on, on you know, with sides to everything. There's There seems to be a lot of division. But Ephesians 2, 18 through 20, it says, For through him we both have access by one spirit to the Father. So then you are no longer foreigners and strangers, but fellow citizens with the saints and members of God's household built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets with Christ Jesus himself as the cornerstone. You know, I, I love those words. When you combine verse 10 with verses 18 through 20, it is clear that as we walk in the good works that we are created for, the things that we are here for, folks, we are fellow citizens with the saints. We are members of God's household, and we are built on that wonderful foundation of the prophets and the early church that we admire. And as a result of that, when we are doing what we're supposed to be doing, we are created for good works. We are to walk in them, and then we are united with Christ Jesus himself. So with that said, though, I think the question then becomes, you know, what are considered to be good works? And I ask that because there are a lot of things that unknowingly and unfortunately feed into the turmoil, and those things do appear to be good works, right? We know that. We, we get things twisted as human beings. You know, Galatians, I think of Galatians 5. Galatians 5 is all about the Spirit versus the flesh. It has the famous fruits of the Spirit in it. But going back before the fruits of the Spirit, Galatians 5, 16 through 21, it says, I say then, walk by the Spirit, and you will not carry out the desire of the flesh. For the flesh desires what is against the spirit, and the spirit desires what is against the flesh. These are opposed to each other, so that you don't do what you want. But if you are led by the spirit, you are not under the law. Now, the works of the flesh are obvious. And hear these out. Sexual immorality, moral impurity, promiscuity, idolatry, sorcery, hatreds, strife, jealousy, outbursts of anger, selfish ambitions, dissensions, factions, envy, drunkenness, carousing, and anything similar. I tell you about these in advance, as I told you before, that those who practice, keyword there, practice such things, will not inherit the kingdom of God. You know, I think we can all agree that the words describing the works of the flesh, don't they perfectly sum up our world today, Right. You know, we're not going to break all of those down individually, but but feeding into the turmoil, folks, looks like idolatry. It looks like hatred. It looks like jealousy. It looks like outburst of anger. And oh my goodness, outburst of anger seems to be a big thing right now. I mean, just to see this one, all you need to do is look on Facebook or Twitter or whatever social media platform that you, you know, follow. But you see a lot of outbursts of anger right now, again, because there's just a lot of division and nobody can seem to have a respectful conversation 
about what's going on in the world. It just automatically becomes an angry conversation. So we see selfish ambition, we see dissension, and we see envy. Folks, again, those things feed into the turmoil. And folks, the consequences, according to the text, the consequences of practicing those things, it says those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. That's a pretty severe consequence. But the problem is people who practice these things, they think they are, they're righteous. You know, they think they are doing a good work, maybe. But they are blinded to the fact that these are works of the flesh, and they only cause more problems. They only feed into the turmoil. So that's the one side of things. That's the turmoil side of things. But then Galatians 5, 22 through 26 are the good works that we are called to practice. Again, the fruits of the Spirit. So Galatians 5, 22 through 26 says, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. Now those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, we must also follow the Spirit. We must not become conceited, provoking one another, envying one another, or envying one another. Sorry, I thought there was, a, in my notes, I thought that was going to continue. But Folks, where turmoil looks like idolatry, good works look like self-control. Where turmoil looks like hatred, you have good works that look like love. Where turmoil looks like jealousy, you have good works that look like joy. Where turmoil looks like anger, you have good works that look like goodness. So, folks, the point here is, and what I'm where I'm headed with this is the next time you find yourself ready to maybe post a post on Facebook, whatever it may be, maybe it's just having a conversation with someone, or whatever it might be, the next time you have your find yourself in a situation where you think potentially you, know, you can either show off those works of the flesh negatively, or you can show off those good works that we are called to, you know, ask yourself the question, am I feeding into the turmoil? With what I'm about to say, with what is on my heart, is it a good work? Is it one of self-control? Is it one of love? Is it one of joy? <clears throat> is it one of goodness? Or is it feeding into the turmoil? Is it hatred? Is it envy? Is it jealousy? Is it outburst of anger? You know, ask yourself, evaluate in your heart, is what I am doing a good work that I am actively trying to walk in? A good work that, folks, as a believer in Christ, you were created for. So that's the first question we need to ask ourselves. Are we doing what we are supposed to be doing? Are we walking in the good works that we were created for, or are we constantly letting the flesh come in, and are we walking in that? The second question, excuse me, the second question that I want us to ask is, are we looking to bring glory to God alone? Now, now bringing glory to God alone is obviously the point in all that we do as believers. You see, in a day and time where it seems that, that many people look to glorify themselves, maybe, or another person for that matter, I want us to understand very clearly that God has set the standards for glory. And he defines those standards. He defines the focus of glory himself in Isaiah 42.8, where he talks about himself. Isaiah 42.8 says, clearly, I am Yahweh, that is my name. I will not give my glory to another or my praise to to idols. Isaiah 42.8 is about as crystal clear as it gets. God sets the standards for glory. He defines it himself. Now, to me, it seems as if humans are attempting to define the terms, right? You know, 
We live in a day and time, a culture where it seems like we are exalting, you know, humanity exalts human reason above divine revelation. And that's not right. And I think that's evident in the elevation of politics in our day and time. You know, there are people out there on either side of the aisle that treat politics as if it is some form of higher Christianity. It's just insane to me what some people do when it comes to politics. However, again, God and God alone, hear me out, he sets the standards. And his standards are that he is God alone and to him be the glory alone. You know, it was the message that the reformers would would get across, you know, in, in the in the Reformation. That was one of the big pushes of the Protestant Reformation was to simply bring glory to God alone. So again, as we try or as we are trying to navigate this lost and broken world, if you are a believer in Christ, ask yourself that question: Am I looking to bring glory? To God alone. The first question was, am I doing what I'm supposed to be doing? The second question that that really plays in with that is, am I looking to bring glory to God alone? The third question that I want us to look at is, are we sharing the gospel? Are we sharing the gospel? Now, if you attend our church, uh, you probably are getting, you know, I'm talking a lot about that right now. There's just a burden on my heart uh, to reach the over 2 million people that are potentially lost in Kentucky. That's a very alarming statistic. But anyway, are we sharing the gospel? Matthew 28, 18 through 20 tells us, Then Jesus came near and said to them, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe everything I have commanded you. And remember, I am with you always to the end of the age. As we think about the question so far, again, the question of what are we doing? And the, the second question, are we looking to bring glory to God alone? Folks, if we do not understand our purpose, you know, if we get bogged down into feeding into the turmoil that is surrounding us, if we are not looking to bring glory to God alone, understand that we will never do what we as the church are commissioned to do, and that is share the gospel with a lost and broken world. That is our commission. You see, part of the good works that we are created to walk in, part of bringing glory to God alone and revealing His glory to a lost and broken world is simply going and making disciples of all nations. And it's a domino effect, right? The gospel spreads effectively only when Christians are not feeding into the turmoil. Now, God's going to get His message to whomever. And I want to make that crystal clear. But in terms of us as believers, when it comes to our responsibility in it all, the gospel is going to spread effectively when we are not feeding into the turmoil. If someone constantly feeds into the turmoil and claims to be a Christian, their witness is going to be severely damaged. It's going to be hard for anyone to take that person seriously because they are feeding into the problem instead of trying to fix it. And as the dominoes continue to fall, what happens is God is not glorified when that happens. When our witness is damaged, God is not glorified. He, we're, we are not using, you know, we're not being, we're not working, I should say, to bring him glory. But when our witness is, is, is hurt, that, that's the point of it all. So what I'm, what I'm trying to say, folks, is when, when you're having these conversations, share the gospel, not your opinion. Share the gospel, not your opinion. 
you know, on the lines of sharing the gospel too, I just want to mention something. Dramatic pause for a coffee break, but I just want to mention something real quick before we move on to this last question. You know, I fully, I, I know we're in a pandemic and I'm not at all making light of the pandemic. The pandemic is serious. It has caused a lot of pain for many, many people. It's caused a lot of sickness, death, even just, it's just caused a lot of problems. So I'm not making light of it. And folks, I have myself been vaccinated. My my family has been vaccinated. But here's the point that I'm trying to make here. There are a lot of uncertainties surrounding the virus still, and there are a lot of uncertainties surrounding the vaccine even. Those things obviously are feeding into the divide to some degree. But I want us to understand that as long as there's sin in the world, this virus or something like it is going to be a problem, and there's always going to be fear, and there's always going to be uncertainty in the world. But do you know what is not uncertain? And this is where I'm stressing to, to share the gospel with people. What is not uncertain is that death comes for all of us. Death comes for all of us. And when death comes, we will either spend eternity in a place called hell, or we will spend eternity, hopefully, in a place called heaven. That's the hope. That's the prayer for people is that they would believe in Christ Jesus and that they would spend eternity in heaven. But those are the only two options. If a person gets sick and they die, if they are lost, they are going to go to hell. Again, I'm not trying to downplay this virus, but this pandemic should be showing us more than ever the necessity to go out and share the gospel with people. So we can bring glory to God. So anyway, again, share the gospel, not your opinion. The last question for today is, are we living by faith? Are we living by faith? The definition of faith in the Bible is found in Hebrews 11.1. 1. It says, now faith is the reality of what is hoped for, the proof of what is not seen. Uh, Habakkuk 2 verse 4 would also tell us that the righteous shall live by faith. The point is the Bible clearly, I don't have to tell you this probably, but the Bible clearly puts great emphasis on faith as those verses are just a few that talk about faith. In fact, I would encourage you to read Hebrews 11, all of chapter Hebrews 11, because it, it talks, uh, Hebrews chapter 11, sorry, it talks a lot about faith. But what does it mean to walk or to live by faith? Well, first and foremost, walking by faith means that we have faith of what is told for and we, we, we don't have fear. You know, now I want to make it clear with that said, this is not a blind leap. I'm doing air quotes right now. This is not a blind leap of faith. Instead, we are putting our faith in the sovereign God of the universe, the sovereign God of the universe who has a plan for everything, and his plan is going to unfold the way that he sees fit. You know, this faith is not blind. It is real, and it is trusting in God and his plan. All right? So secondly, and these go hand in hand, but secondly, living or walking by faith is not, I want to make it clear, living recklessly. So we're not to live in fear, but we're also not to live recklessly. Second Timothy 1.7 tells us, for God has not given us a spirit of fearfulness, but one of power, love, and sound judgment. That last part to this second point here is key, sound judgment. In this verse, we see the very clear answer of what it means to live by faith. It says we're not given a spirit of fear. Instead, we're, giving a, we're given a spirit of power. You know, God has given us a spirit of power, power that comes because of his spirit living inside of us. That's pretty powerful. That's pretty insane to think about, but it's amazing. He has given us also a spirit of love. 
But again, this last part, God has given us a spirit of sound judgment. Sound judgment means that we live wise and not recklessly. As one of the fruits of the Spirit, we're to live with self-control. Proverbs 4-7 tells us wisdom is supreme. So go get wisdom. And whatever else you get, get understanding. Get wisdom, folks. The point here is we as Christians must balance out not living in fear and not living recklessly. And that is something that seems to be missing in our day and time, right? It seems to be one extreme or the other. I think of this pandemic again. You have people that are absolutely crippled by fear. And you have those on the flip side that are reckless. You know, when COVID started, here's an example. When COVID started, you had the lick the toilet seat, seat people, right? The, the lick the toilet seat challenge that people would take part in. They would go around licking a toilet seat or something like that, and they would videotape it for the world to see. And I hope I don't have to tell you that licking toilet seats is just gross, it's not wise, and it is reckless. Licking a toilet seat does not prove that you have faith. I'll just be honest with you. That just makes you dumb and gross. The bottom line is, I pray for a day and time where we truly walk in faith, where we're not crippled in fear, where we understand and trust that God is in control, and we understand that wisdom and sound judgment and trusting in the Lord, that's what it means to walk in faith. People need to do what they think is best in their life, and the best way to do that it's simply found in James 1.5. It says, if any of you lacks wisdom, he should ask God who gives to all generously and without criticizing, and it will be given to him. So as we wrap up today's episode, the question is again, what are we doing? Are we as Christians doing what we should be doing? Or are we acting like the lost and broken world around us? I know that sounds kind of harsh, but are we doing what we should be doing? Or are we acting like the lost and broken world around us? Folks, there has to be a distinction. You know, people need to look at the church and see something different than the world. It's that simple. So again, what are we doing? That's the question of the day and time. And again, I don't want us to miss the mark. I don't want us to miss, miss the mark, yet I see so many self-proclaiming Christians feeding into the mess of the world. I see so many professing Christians acting like the rest of the world, the lost and broken world around them. The bottom line is we are here to bring glory to God alone. We're not here to bring glory to ourselves. We're not here to bring glory to a political party or a political leader. We are here to put our faith in the sovereign God of the universe, and we are here to actively live out that faith. So my challenge today is simple. Again, ask yourself. The next time you're thinking about posting something on Facebook, the next time you're thinking about having a conversation with somebody, whatever the case may be, ask yourself, if you are a believer in Christ, what am I doing? What am I doing? Again, thank you for tuning in to episode number two of the C4 podcast. I hope you have a blessed day, and I will catch you next time. Thank you for tuning in to the C4 Podcast. Again, my name is Clint. I love Christ. I love coffee. And I love conversation. I hope you tune into the next episode, and I hope you have a blessed and wonderful day.